Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm going to look at the fourth tool in managing emotional eating, which is finding other distraction techniques. Welcome back to The Daily Dollop podcast, everybody. How are we feeling this fine, fine day? I hope you've been enjoying the series on emotional eating. I am loving pulling it together. I'm getting very excited and passionate about it. This episode is all about the fourth tool, which is finding other distraction techniques. But to recap on everything that we've covered so far in this series is we've looked at emotional eating, where it potentially originates, you know, what it is, you know, and it being defined as the tendency to overeat and also um, in response to negative cues, right? And that that studies have shown that it's highly prevalent. You know, it makes a big difference when it comes to weight management long-term and that typical weight loss programs don't actually address these issues, which is why if you've struggled on typical weight loss programs, it hasn't worked for you. So, just don't stress, right? It just means that it just hasn't been the the solution that you've needed to tackle your key problem. And so we've looked at four key tools, well, one more to go today, but we've looked at making sure that you're eating enough and eating properly and looking at diet quality. And so that tool being keeping a food awareness diary and just bringing good awareness over your food choices and then focusing on increasing your intake of whole minimally processed food so that you're maximizing your diet quality. And this is all about, you know, ensuring that you're just in a great place to begin with physiologically. So then once you know that you're not hungry and you're well fed and nourished, you then are in a better position to start to actually tackle the challenges with the emotional eating. Whereas if you are under eating, being restrictive, you know, poor diet quality, And then you combine that with stress and negative emotions. It's just a recipe for overeating disaster. So that's your first tool. Then your second tool is starting to look at the the actual triggers of the behavior. So your thoughts and your feelings and getting, starting to get some awareness over those thoughts. And, you know, I hope the key realization being is that a number of the thoughts that you think and experience throughout the day are probably not true and are resulting in feelings that are then leading to behaviours that we don't want. And so, but getting some awareness over those thoughts and challenging those thoughts and thinking styles is a key way of just helping manage our emotions. Then next, we're looking at mindfulness and using mindfulness as a way of one, you know, being aware of, of our emotions, but also being present in the moment when we're eating food and, and engaging all of our senses with eating so that, you know, when we do want to eat something, because sometimes you are sad and sometimes ice cream makes you feel better. So just mindful bite that ice cream, really savor, enjoy it rather than, 
scoffing it down, you know, quickly and guiltily and, you know, with shame and, and hidden away. You just enjoy that food you know, allow it to make you feel good. But then at the same time, being present with how you're feeling and allowing yourself to feel that emotion and then let it move on. So the last tool is then, you know, obviously you can't avoid negative emotions. And part of managing stress is learning to cope with it and find positive coping mechanisms for our stress. And so you know, once we've started to get some good awareness about our, our thoughts and triggers, you know, we're learning to be mindful eaters, you know, sometimes we just need to create new habits for managing stress. So I have been an emotional eater in the past. For me, that's been strongly connected to restrictive dieting practices. And so, you know, I, I was your typical hardly eat anything throughout the day, starving at four o'clock you know, stressed, tired, cranky, eat all the things. You know, these days being much more well-nourished and well-fed, um, I've found it much easier to find other coping strategies for my stress. One of the things that I do do is I shower. So I, emotional, I emotionally shower. So when I'm feeling super, super stressed, I literally – any time of the day, I don't even care if I've had a shower before, I'll just go and have a shower. And I sit in the shower, which is weird, which means I can only emotionally shower when I'm at home because I don't like sitting in other people's showers because, I don't know, I don't want to put my bottom on a stranger's shower ground. I think that's weird. But um, yeah, I shower, sit. And so my husband knows if I'm showering at random times in the day or evening you know, sometimes around dinner time when I'm super stressed and overwhelmed, not super often, but it does happen. I'm not emotionally eating in the kitchen. I am in the shower sitting on the ground, just sitting there, just thinking. And I sit there for, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Not great when there's water restrictions, but fine when there is water to go around. But I just find that that really helps me. More recently, in the last few years, walking has been a wonderful de-stress for me. Morning walks has helped me manage some anxiety that I've had been feeling in the mornings. So there, you know, one when you are well nourished and you're not starving and hungry, yeah, then you can start to think about are there other things that I can do to help me manage my emotional state. So there are no hard and fast rules. You know, showering might not be right for you. Walking might not be right for you. Maybe it's finding a hobby. I've super enjoyed training my little puppy, Harvey. I'm going to do a video soon, guys, so you can see his progress. He's so clever and smart. He does a hug trick. I'll show you it. I'm going to film a video. I'll show you it. Stay tuned for that. But that's been a lovely outlet for my stress. You know, reading a book, doing, finding a hobby, calling a friend, And then you've also got more professional sources of help, seeing a counsellor, seeing a psychologist, right? All of these things are super, super important. And I think more than ever, our mental health is at stake. And so these, you know, both physical and mental self-care practices are so, so important for us. And we want to make sure that we're just doing all that we can to help ourselves, you know, cope just with the busyness and uncertainty that our life life throws at us. And so today's task for you to do 
is simply just to spend 15 minutes today at some time, either in your lunch break or after the kids have gone to bed, just brainstorming other things that you can do as a coping mechanism to your stress that's not eating. It doesn't mean you're never going to eat again. Sometimes I emotionally eat and I am like, I'm grumpy and tired and I'm going to emotionally eat. And I walk to the kitchen and I find my dark chocolate and I have a piece and I mindfully eat it, right? And that's not a bad thing. It's not affecting my health or anything like that. I, I'm absolutely doing that and it's totally fine. But there are going to be other times when you won't want to do that or you want to find other things that you can do. So what I want you to do is brainstorm. Just write down a list of things that really appeal to you as something that you can try. But then you need to trial and error them because not everything is going to work for you. I'm not a super call a friend person when I'm feeling stressed. I don't particularly want to talk to anybody. So that's not something that I want to do. But for other people, that's a fantastic thing for you to do. So what I want you to do is once you've brainstormed your list of other things that you can do, is then start to trial them, do some trial and error. If you try something once, don't give up on it straight away. Maybe try it a few times, change a couple of things about how you approached it. But then if you find, you know, after a couple of weeks that this is really just not your jam, great. Just move on, try something else. You're not going to get it perfect and right first go. So certainly don't go into it with an all or nothing or perfection mindset because that will be very detrimental to your change. And also remember, I mentioned in a previous episode in this series, that emotional eating and and these negative emotions and mindsets are like well-worn paths in our brains. And when we try and do something different to what we normally do, it's like traipsing through the bush with no path. And so it can be really tough. So just keep that in mind. Know that it's not going to come naturally to you to do these new coping mechanisms, but with practice and persistence and consistency, they will start to become a well-worn path and be much easier to follow down the track if you keep at it. So progress is progress, no matter how slow. And with these four tools up your belt, just doing small things as you remember to do them will go a long way to then, you know, resulting in big change with your behaviours down the track. I promise you that if you are just consistent with committing to small little tweaks, right, and ditching that perfection mindset that you will look back, you know, over six, 12 months and think, oh, I'm actually doing so much better with this. You're not ever going to get it perfect. You don't need to have it perfect. Slow and steady wins the race. I'd love to hear some of your ideas for coping strategies that you come up with. Please share them um, on social media with me and I'd love to on-share them with the community. Otherwise, that wraps up our five-part series on deep diving into emotional eating. I hope you've enjoyed that and if you have any ideas for my next series, deep dive series, I would love to hear it. Otherwise, have a fab day team and we'll catch you in the next episode. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. My healthy eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time 
and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods, or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Thank you so much for checking out The Daily Dollop. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so that we can spread the podcast far and wide and so you don't miss an episode.